0: Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast, episode three, with two of the smartest guys I know, and Bryce and Zach Casto. Uh, I won't speak nearly as much as I did my first two, because I'm going to let them talk, because they're a lot smarter than I am. Uh, Bryce is the head football coach at Nitro High School, and Zach is an assistant baseball coach at West Virginia State University. We're here in the confines of Coach Casto's classroom, which looks spectacular. It is awesome. And we're going to talk about a couple of subjects today. Talk about philosophy and practice, organization and practice, habits. So we're just going to kind of open it up, have an open conversation and, uh, and let it rip. I don't edit these, so we just, whatever gets set on tape gets put online for millions, hopefully, to listen to. And we just we just let it fly. So uh, Zach's a baseball coach, Bryce is a, a football coach. And um, we'll just kind of go back and forth with general philosophy of of practice and game and life, and let the conversation take us where it may go. So, Coach Cass, you're the elder statement. Do you want to have the stage? Well, I've, I've got the worst hairline here. There's no question <laughs> about that. So, that's
1: uh, it's, it's an honor, first of all, to, to be here. And I, I think uh, I've told you many times how, uh, how uh, much I think of you and what you're doing at Riverside. It's, it's uh, you've got good things going, and I'm, I'm, uh, I enjoy watching the progress of the program each year. Uh, in terms of, uh, I'm at an interesting place in my career. This will be year 35 in terms of, of uh, education and coaching for me. Coach, I'm only 32. Well, this is. Uh, <laughs> I just lost. I just lost another hair in, in front of us here. But uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm coaching. Right, uh, I've I've got got guys that I've coached that are now in their late 40s. Mm. You know, because I, I started you know, very young, and and there's about seven, eight years difference between them. Sometimes you get there, it's only about four or five years very early in the, in the career. Mm. So those folks are, are flirting with that. So I've been around, I and mean, one of the philosophies I've always had uh, back through the years, now I've been long enough to, to see what did worked. is I've always said that uh, players may not remember a lot about the different different uh, episodes in a game or, or their particular strategies in a game. Mm-hmm. may not even remember where they won or lost, but they will remember where they had a good time. And so I always wanted to, you know, I joke about a lot of things, but I'm, I'm deadly serious about football. So, But I think there's you've got to balance, You want, particularly with high school-age kids. You want them to have fun uh, and, and enjoy being part of it. And that's going to allow for better practices, which, again, I think is the building block of, of any program. So... I've been around long enough now to where I, you know I'm pleased to say that I've got guys that come up to me that uh, who, who, their hairline starting to recede a little bit too, sure. starting to show a little bit gray, and they, sure. and then what the one thing they universally say is is how much they enjoy playing, mm-hmm. and that is just uh, you can't put money on on that. And again, you've been we've been uh, privileged to be in some situations where we've had. Uh, you know, really good records, and we've been in situations to where, you know, we're, we're building. But it, it right. always kept that philosophy out front, and it, it appears to, to work.
2: Yeah. Zach? Well, unlike the 35-year tenure, I'm on my second year at, uh, <laughs> of coaching. Unlike uh, football, I'm, I'm a baseball coach. But the best thing that I ever learned uh, was to learn learn things from other sports and try to apply them to your current sport. So that's the one thing I really appreciate about your podcast is that I'm going to learn philosophies and techniques that can apply to that applies to football that I also can think can apply to baseball. One of the best things that I learned was actually through Jerry Weinstein, who he was the head he was the manager of Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. Hmm. And what he did on the he did a podcast, uh, the ABCA has a podcast I listen to. And his big challenge in the baseball community was, he said, Chip Kelly changed football uh, with practice, how he organized practice, how practice was quick. I mean, it changed the game, how quick it was. So his challenge was, Weinstein's challenge, was to see how he could change. You know, he challenged all the coaches. He said, you know, I'm 70-so years old. You know, my time coaching isn't going to last much longer the challenge to the to the younger coaches out there is how can we change practice habits in baseball, mm-hmm. which you know I, I think with football it's very very much so grounded. It can always change. I think football is always adapting. Baseball, to a degree, from what I've seen, it it's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch each other a major league game, and really, what I thought started was kind of the Moneyball philosophy, mm-hmm. and really how they played the game. I mean, really, if you think about Moneyball, is not so much about on the field as it is, expenses, you know, baseball and like the NFL, NFL salary cap, of course, major leagues do not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, really, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. There's so, no salary cap,
2: no salary cap in baseball.
0: So you can just spend what you want. So, you
2: can what you
0: want. They can't, I mean, they have they, a payroll
2: tax, a payroll
0: tax. Yeah. The, 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 the,
1: teams like the Yankees, for example, can spend it and that's the NFL gets it right. The NFL, everybody's got, got uh, right. the same amount of resources which is why you still have a viable team in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right. in 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 2017. In baseball, be, there's a big difference between how some of the the larger market teams right, yeah. uh, can do as compared with uh, you know, teams like the Pirates and the Reds and and, hmm. and the Athletics. Yeah, it's it's a whole different different animal. You're starting to see some of that in the NBA now too. When when's the last time you heard about the Milwaukee Bucks? You just don't hear that much. Anymore. You know, it's, yeah. it's all Cleveland. And I think I saw them on on Twitter the other day that the 14 top players in the in the NBA. Thirteen of them are in the Western Conference now. It's, yeah. it's, it's money; it's all free yeah. yeah, agent. Baseball right. is much the same way. You know, you develop all these players, and all of a sudden, now
2: they're gone. And really you can't afford to keep. It. Yeah, and really, I mean, sure. from our standpoint at Western Union State, we we've had a lot of success in the past forty-five some years. We've you know, we've been to the World Series twice. We've been in. I mean, we've won, I think, over twenty conference titles. I mean, so we've we've been. Good for a long time and the thing is that you know I'm, what I've am i learned I mean we were very very young this year we also had a lot of setbacks mm-hmm. uh, one of our best players uh, got leukemia and it kind of it shook it shook us and mm-hmm. and then we had about eight to nine injuries throughout the year so I mean it was hard to keep an everyday lineup and especially we were really young this year mm-hmm. and I think we've had a very very good recruiting class come in mm-hmm. and you know, with those guys that did get playing time last year and did have some struggles, they also matured. And that's that's the best thing that I saw. And that's given me the most hope going into next year mm-hmm. is that they've matured, they're more intelligent. And even though we struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. I think how we, how our decision, I mean, how we do things really, this is kind of off script a little bit, but how we see things is we want good people that are you know, intelligent students, value their grades, good for their community, good with their family, and just so happen to be good baseball players. Right. And you know, on the D2 level, it's not, there's not going to be as many professional players. Not, and that goes for any Division II. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the best Division two football program is honestly, I think, Shepherd right now. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, the, the good thing about the Mountain East Conference, at least in football and basketball, is it, it's one of the elite NCAA Division II conferences in the country, and it, I mean it's fun to go get to go to games, and right. you know that that's that's the thing. And in baseball, for example, for you know what I saw, I thought the league this year was as good as it got. I mean it's the best I think I've ever seen it, hmm. and and that's that to me is is the challenging part and the most fun part about it because I saw teams that were struggling for a while actually had really good years. Right. And that's awesome. And he's challenging the old guard. I mean, we are part of the old guard. Concord's part of the old guard. Um, the team that's won the conference the past couple of years was is Shepherd. They're part of the new guard. And you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, the way I see it, and I don't like saying I. A lot. I like saying we. But the way I see it is, I see Shepherd right now. The way they do things is a completely different way we do things. We kind of treat things sort of. I think as kind of a small market club to a degree, we like, we develop, we like to develop guys as opposed to where, you know, Shepard, they, they get out guys, they get older guys. And that's just how it is. I mean, coaches, as you know, have different theories on things, but I think some of the best things we like at Western State, and that's what I love about Sean is that we develop guys and it's just, it's just such a close relationship with our guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. And Number one thing we, we prioritize is education, and you know, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, not everybody's going to be a professional player, whether that's, you know, getting picked up by a uh, major league organization or getting picked up by an independent organization. It's just, you know, if you don't have that education, if you don't have a plan B, then you better make sure you get plan A.
0: Yeah, right, you're going to be a major <laughs> league player. Uh. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, we coach different sports, you know, baseball mm-hmm. and football, but you know, our our philosophy at Riverside, you know, is win the day, you know, my first year was brick by brick, uh, but it's interesting when you talk about, you know, soon you talk of Washington State, and Coach, the elder Casto and I have <laughs> talked about a lot of football things, uh, but, you know, it's funny when we we look at, you know, I think there's a correlation between, like, the way you coach, the amount of talent you have, kind of shapes your philosophy. Right. You know, because if you, you are Yankees, like Coach Casto was talking about, you know, you can play baseball one way, but the Oakland A's with Moneyball play it a different way. You know, at, at Riverside and Nitro, I think we have to be a little more aggressive, take right. more chances, which is like my personality. When I first started coaching, was simple, basic, like rush three, drop eight on defense. You know, be very uh, safe, if that's even a word. I mean, you can die slowly doing that, too, right? But, uh, I, mean, I think it evolves as we adjust to our talent. Um, you know, cause I, I love hearing coaches, well, we do this, and well, this is the scheme that wins you championships. So you've got one, two, three, four, five Division One players, and yeah, <laughs> whatever the heck you want. Yeah. you've won a heck of a lot of championships. Uh, but I think... And that's not to say that we don't have talented kids, but I think it is to say that when you play te- some teams are just better and you you have to kind of develop the philosophy to how do I develop my kids to be better, as be- as good as they can be, and how do I beat people with a little more aggressive approach. Yeah, I, I think, you
1: know, as we've talked, and I, I think something that I've, I've actually stolen from you is to you know solve your problems with aggression. I yeah, think that's, right, yeah. that's something that we – you know, back in the day when we were building, when I was at South Charleston, we were had, had smaller, quicker kids. We you know, we're, we're to this day still. A, a, if I, you had me draw up a base, we're in a split four. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was kind of an underdog defense where we could a lot of blitz and we could, you know, we played a lot of cover one and, and uh, you know we played cover two with a lot of man under and that sort of thing, which is for that era was really, really, really aggressive stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it allowed us and then finally as our talent developed, now we could tweak some things. It's the same thing here, you know. We, we we're in a in a in a patch here, where much like your situation, although you're ahead of the game where we are are here in terms of, of development. But uh, you know, we, we haven't had success for a while, so it's it's fun. I, I like build. Building's the fun part it's, to it me. Is fun. It's it's actually more fun to me than than when you reach the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. Uh, when we won the state championship '94, the run that put it out of out of out of out of reach for the other team, you, know, you just kind of you know, you've been calling them out and calling them out, calling them and finally you're there. Mm. And it's just, what's next? And of course, you want to try to do it again, but it's just, it's it, it was a weird it was a weird feeling
0: mm. at
1: that moment when you just realized we're there. Right. And uh, so it, it's it's uh, I, I think with, the, with some of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen are teams that are two and eight. These teams that probably shouldn't have won a game, but just they they did a really good job. And, and again, we've been I've been fortunate in my career to where I've been places that has you know we've had uh, through the years. I had two teams I thought that were legitimate chance of winning the winning the state championship. We're lucky we got one of them that, that did. Right. Uh, but it, you know a lot of guys don't get that opportunity, mm-hmm. and and so you just but they they do a great job. These are great football coaches. But just their circumstances, as as, as to who that who they're working with, didn't allow them to to compete at that elite
0: level. Right. They did a terrific job and terrific coaches. <coughs> yeah, sure, Zach. How's that different in college when you recruit your players?
2: Um, well, the way I think we do it at Washington State, that's I want to think that we get guys that it's a little bit different. I mean. I know we're going to change our recruiting game a little bit to where we're going to go to farther places, try to get kids. But for a, for a while, and this is for me being a fan of Washington State Baseball for a while, typically, as opposed to different programs, we'd get kids that are closer. And oh, okay. typically, typically think, you know, in other areas, like oh, that's, that's kind of crazy. But, you know, we would take those kids that are closer. I mean, now – that's different now is I think we're gonna go different states and try to get some of those kids, but still we're gonna keep that same concept of you know the tradition that we've had is getting kids around this area that wanna that want to play uh, at Washington State And that, that's the big thing. One of the things that I that I learned a couple weeks ago talking to some coaches on actually on, on Twitter is the difference between a kid that they had was a, that was a walk on as opposed to a kid that was had all talent, almost had a full ride. And they said, odds are the walk-on does better. And that, that's the big thing with me that I think is most important with athletes nowadays and with society is you. I think you need players to learn how to earn things. And yeah, that, yeah, I think that's yeah. probably one of the most key elements on building and developing players is they have to earn something. And, you know, for a while it's – and there's a lot of kids, I mean, even the, the school I teach this summer, you just don't see, you know, kids expect, you know, instead of going up and getting a fork to get something to eat, they're like, hey, can you get me that fork? I'm like, no. Yeah, like, no, get You up. know I mean? If I did that, I mean, <laughs> mom my and, mom and dad would be like, no, man, go get your own fork. Right. So it's it's just different. Like, you know, for us, we want guys that want to be a part of us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what really, I mean, struck out to me when I played Washington State was – Coming in, it was no nonsense. You were part of us. It was almost, to me, it felt like kind of uh, just a bunch of guys. I mean, they're great baseball great baseball players, don't get me wrong, but have had like a feel kind of an Oakland A's of, you know, it is what it is, it's unbut um, baseball, and you got to love it, and we're a family. Mm. You know, we may not get along all the time, but we're a family. And I think that's how state as a program in baseball has been so good for the past 45 years mm. is because it's – there hasn't been a there hasn't been a lot of distractions. It's just you know you get it, it's it's very process oriented, and it's a very simple process for us. But I mean grades come first, obviously. Mm-hmm. Baseball's also there as well, and it's also just being a good human being. I mean one of the best quotes that Sean ever said that I that, I, that sticks with me every day is "Good things happen to good people," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know necessarily that tough decision that you make that seems like you met. you know, you sound like, Man, I feel like a big jerk for, you know, not staying out late with my buddies, but you had practice at maybe eight AM the next day or, you know, a game you have to be there for us, B P. Times typically seven or eight. So I mean we we have to have everybody on deck there, especially if there's a tarp pool and, you know, we gotta get the field ready. Mm-hmm. And of course it's February. And it's, it's just freezing. this isn't baseball yeah, weather. Gee, this is. is you know, it's it's still basketball season. There's no this isn't baseball weather. But it's just the full thing of everybody all in pitching in and doing the right thing. And one of the biggest challenges this year really for our practice schedule was uh most of our classes were in the afternoon, and evening. Yeah, we and talked know, about this. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been hard for us, uh, when we usually have the time frame of practice at being at one and five. So we had to be very creative with how we practice and um that's the one big thing that we love to talk about to practice. We love to organize it and try, I mean, you know, see how things work, see how guys develop. Developing is it's kind of like building. It's the most satisfying thing to me. Mm-hmm. And
0: and to the coaching
2: staff at State.
0: That's just it's development is just
2: the greatest feeling. Seeing that kid that didn't have all that confidence in himself coming in, but then he, you know, through trusting Trusting us and trusting the process we're putting him through becomes what we what we envision him as being. Mm-hmm. And another thing we do that's kind of wacky compared to other programs is we'll take a risk on a kid. If a kid really wants to play for us and has that desire to play, we'll allow him to come in and I mean he'll be he, he may be a walk on, but he'll he'll be exactly like everybody else. Right. And odds are that kid'll probably get a spot mm-hmm. because he's willing to take any chance he can to play college baseball. Right. And that's that's one of the best things that I think, you know, is possible that we bring to the table for guys. If they really want a good education, really want a chance at playing college baseball, and we'll give them that opportunity.
0: It's interesting because, I mean, you think about college, you see all these guys on, like, Twitter, and they're like, I'm a four-star, this, that. But I think sometimes you've got to be selective in who you allow into your oh, yeah. program. Um, you know, we use a phrase at Riverside sometimes that, uh, a young man leaves, or they graduate, or you know something something happens. That some, sometimes it's addition by subtraction. Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad young man. There's nothing wrong, but maybe it's the makeup of your team that needs to change a little bit. And a lot of times, you you bring in somebody too. And it's like, man, they really changed how
1: the holes got to come before the before the parts. Yeah right, and uh, and and often and it's one of the, the basic things, almost cliched with teams, is is uh, sometimes folks have to sacrifice their own own personal mm-hmm. goals for the for the goals of the team to be met, and then sometimes that's that's difficult, uh, especially with some different outside influences getting those things to correspond. Sure, and it's, it's a challenge. Sure. It's, it's what we do again. You know, we we've, we've taught in terms of. Of coaching, the X's and the O's are the easy part. Oh yeah! As a head coach, I I, I saw a great, great, uh, great uh, tweet on Father's Day. Said, you know, being uh, you know a father's a lot like being a head coach. Everybody uh, Mm -hmm. thinks they can they can do it till they actually get the job. Right. And and it just it's it's uh, it's just all the stuff you do in terms of managing people. Right. I, I know one of the best comments I ever received was uh, a, a fellow coach that after I moved on to another job said, I didn't realize all the stuff you did until you weren't there to do it anymore. And, it is, it, uh, and that's that that's an art in terms of head coaching is there's things you don't want other
0: guys to have to worry about. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something you've done this long I have, Coach. Um, you know, getting to the place where what do you give people to do? Like what do you delegate mm-hmm. and what do you take on as your own? Uh, I try to take on, like, you were talking about, you know, the things that people don't want to do. Right. You know, the the paperwork, the water, the grass cutting. You know, those things. So the other guys can just coach. Yeah, I know one thing I, I do when we have our
1: annual parent meeting, and, and this is this is unique. I don't bring my staff to the parent meeting. Yeah, my guys don't it, come in because the only the only person that they're going to deal with is me. My guys coach football, and I tell the parents, you know, to, to leave them on. If there's an issue, you come see me, right. uh, you know, and and and, and that's worked. Through, mm-hmm. through the years and I think it's it's just up front you know we're not, not going to discuss playing time but we'll, you know anything else to help your your son be a better person I'm, I'm fair game to, to, to try to help and I generally can can explain why sure and uh, so it's uh it, it, it's worked well it, it's just i think there's there's things you do I, I had a real good thing happen to me when I was a very young coach I was at West Virginia State University and you're talking now I'm all 24 25 26. Uh, and at Western oh, wow. State is a historically black college and university. So the NFL had a program to where football staffs at HBCUs could were actually placed with an NFL team during training camp. Oh shoot! So we got to spend a week. I was with uh, you know with the Colts under Frank mm-hmm. Kush. Uh, I got to spend uh, a week with the the Bengals under Sam Weich and then, uh, then we went to the Packers with Forrest Gregg. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, you're actually, you're in, you stay in the same dorms as the players. You had free reign out on the field. And you could go sit in any yeah. meeting you want to. It was just like having the keys to the castle. You had the training table. I mean, it was like you're actually a member of the organization for a whole week. They give you some good gear? Oh, yeah, it was. it was, uh, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a little bit of America's guest <laughs> philosophy going on there. But that, that, was, that was terrific. And one of the things that I've always tried to do is I try to model after what the best in the world do. Mm. You know, I'm a head coach. I know you're, you're similar here. I, I have coordinators both sides of the ball. Right. I manage the game. Right. And there are certain things, and I think that's true. But I've actually seen a, a head coach try to call both the offense and the defense, uh. and got caught in a quick change situation, and, and for a, a bit there, didn't know which side of the ball he was on. <laughs> just you know, just so that's why I think you know you you have assistant coaches, and you I want guys. And I want to empower them. I want them to coach. I want them to be guys. I'm really particular about who gets around my football team. Really particular about who gets around my football team. Right. But so, that, so the guys I have are all guys that I trust and I empower them. And, of course, there's accountability there too. But it also, the, it, during a game, it allows different. Of course, I've got my finger in the pie on everything. But because I'm, I'm managing the game. But in terms of counting points and then different philosophy things, we have written down uh, little situations. You know, my yours is you know, at, at uh, Riverside is win the day. Mine is attention to detail. I like that. Uh, we just, we just detail, 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 detail. I've got a, a script already for for August that we use every every year that has about 125 different just weird situations. You know, we about the the last four minutes of a half. You know, when you're right. winning versus when you're losing. Then the last two minutes when you're winning, losing. Last woman when you're winning versus losing. We even practice on that first Saturday, uh, we will practice bench decor about what happens if a fight breaks out on the field, what happens in a quick change situation, what we do after they're, you know, with the personnel that's in Ooh. the game uh, that that's not playing both ways, you know, they, we they bring them back. I actually teach my team about what the staff is doing during the game, you know, what, what this coach's duties is, you know, why are the offensive coordinators on top of the box and the defensive coordinators down. We we, we teach them why, hmm. so there's nothing left to a mystery as to what we do. And again, it's Man. again, this, this is stuff I got from that There's very early experiences in, in those NFL camps. It's just hmm. again trying to model after what the best in the world do. And and again, if you're going to try to coach everything by yourself, why do you have assistant coaches? Uh, that's that's that's. that's yeah. uh, so I, I want guys that I, I I trust that I like. We yeah. have a blast. Mm. It is the best time of the year, and again, it's something I've always heard. It ought to be that your best, your own field time, ought to be the best two hours of your day. That's a good it's
0: If it's not that, then what do you do? Right, why right. in this? So well, that leads to kind of practice. Tom, will let Zach kind of start us off here. What is your philosophy on practice? Time, style, all that kind of stuff.
2: Well, um, the most important thing I've ever heard from is actually Cal Bailey, who was the head coach prior to the current head coach, Washington State, who is Sean Lloyd. Cal used to say the practices belong to the coach and the games belong to the players. And that, to me, is the most important thing. You know, while we're there, and another thing that, that I really, and I'm actually reading uh, a book that one of, my, one of my fellow coaches gave to me over winter break, or actually over for the summer, actually uh, hit the win. And in that book, they're, they're talking about, you know, sometimes players take practices for granted. They want to work on the things they're the best at. Mm. And that's that's that can really harm a program. And I, don't, and I think if some coaches don't catch that, it can really, really revert progress. Mm. So, you know, for me, for baseball, it's such a mental game. I think we have to think of every situation. We have to make practice uncomfortable, and that—that's another thing with batting practice in particular that, that I'm trying to look at is how can we make batting practice uncomfortable? Mm. Because the game itself is uncomfortable. I mean, as a coach, and for first my first year, um, I thought I could I could probably deal uh, my biggest issue. I thought I could deal with pressure better well I didn't and that, that, that's that's probably my biggest that's what I've been working on just kind of staying focused stay on you know what's what's the philosophy well the thing I like and I appreciate like, our players after you know a good inning is let's win the inning let's you know let's you know and even deeper than that let's win this next pitch right and you know that it you have to have a short memory in football and in baseball oh yeah and you know if, you, if you're in baseball, if you're pitching and, you know, you have a home run and, that, and, that, and you're just wanting to throw a pissed off fastball and you throw that, well, it's probably going to get hit have the same result as the last one. It may not be out, but it's going to be hit hard. And right. same thing with hitting. It's just we, we like to have guys to know what the heck they're doing. And oftentimes what we've learned on the field applies outside of life. So, you know, one of the best compliments that we have at Western State is that our dorm decorum? Hmm. We never, we don't have any issues in the dorms. I mean, they, they, it's a joy to have us there. And to me, that's one of the most satisfying, most satisfying things that yeah, we've yeah. had last year is just to know that, you know, we have some of the best uh, young men mm-hmm. in the institution. And they're intelligent and they, they're responsible and they're going to do the right thing. I mean, it makes, you know, I know, Dad. For example, I mean, all the jobs he has had. And, you know, it's in administration and you know, runnings of a school, a university. You know, there's times where you don't you don't sleep all well night because you worry about Jimmy and Joe.
1: Yeah, you know, what he's going. Yeah. To, that's going yeah, to Yeah, yeah. To piggyback on one thing, uh, Zach that I that I, I've had fun with my Zach talking about this year, and I think it's been a, a a big awakening for him. Is just how much as a coach you don't control. Everybody wants to talk about, you know, the tactician, the strategy. But there's, you know, you can, all as coaches we can do is put our players in the best position to win. We can't, as much as we'd want to, we can't go out and make a tackle. Right. We can't, you know, we can't make the play. We can have them there, but they've got to execute the scheme. You know, we generally in our, in our, particularly in our defense side, we have one redundancy built into every scheme we have. And, you know, we can, we could, can survive generally one critical failure on a play because of the redundancy. Right. However, if we get two now, you just you just gashed us right. in some form or fashion. It's uh, it's just it was interesting, and we were talking about different variables this year uh, with his team. <coughs> and I just like to remember, there's only so much you can put your guys in the best position you can mm-hmm. and move on. If not, you'll, you'll eat your eat your eat yourself up in, in this business.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's interesting. You know, in practice, it's funny you can go. I'm a practice watcher. Like, I'd rather go watch yeah. somebody practice yeah. and watch a game. And games, whatever, that's fine. You know, band's playing all that jazz. But, you know, come watch somebody practice. Some people practice. I mean, old school, like, there really is no practice plan. Like, they're there for three hours. You know, there's nothing scripted. Um, not really any situations worked on running plays for a scout team, but they've won 10, 11, 12 state championships. And you look at somebody who's college style or pro style, perioded up, you know, Five ten minutes a period. We're kind of a blend at Riverside between Understood. the old philosophy, and new philosophy. We have periods, but they're always flexible. The time they could right. be, you know, we screwed yeah. it up. We got to do it again. Well, we're very sequential here. You know, A to B to C to D. There's no
1: need to go to. It's like it's like learning math. I you know, I can't start. I can't start a, a five year old off at of geometry. I have. There's things I have to learn before. So if we're if we if we're into what we want to accomplish that day, that's the same way I in, in you know. The, the coaching philosophy is very similar to the teaching philosophy. You're just doing, you're doing the same thing. It just happens to be an outdoor classroom. If we're in a situation where we're, we're missing parts A and B, I can't hop to C. I'm going to spend extra time there, or we may have to go to, to literally a different plan for that week. And if it's something we can't execute in practice, we sure as heck aren't going to be able to execute <laughs> on Friday night. But no. like, we actually develop a list of banned plays every year and it's it actually it's, it's we just oh really it. yeah I remember one year uh, at South Charleston we banned just any type of screen pass because we could not execute and we had good we had good players we just could not execute the screen pass so it went on to a list of banned plays and it was we didn't speak of it the rest of the year coach how many lists do you have there's like a is there a, like a Database for these? Uh, I, I type a lot of things out. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a big uh, big Google Docs guy. So okay. I've, I've got things like that. All my special situations are all typed out. Uh, I, I just I believe in recording a lot of things. You know, I've gone from the legal pads to you know the iPad, but uh, it's 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 just how you do it, how you convey. You know, what I like about Google Docs is that you know even on your phone you can you can call it up. Right. Uh, if I'm out in the middle of the practice field, there's something that I I can't remember. I can I can I'm not going to take a phone call. You know, right. I'll mute the phone, but I can I've got information available on demand wherever I'm at, mm-hmm. and that's something that's that's where evolved the
0: technology. You know, that's interesting because Coach is talking about using technology and zach and i are sitting here with legal pads <laughs> with the world is bizarre oh, it's all reversed my. the young guys have got the legal pads oh my What's old is new that's right oh, that's, that's right full circle that's right what's, what's that florida georgia line song nothing ain't cool to you wear the new off it isn't that what they say that's right uh, well guys thanks for this time and um we'll upload this and let the world hear what we had to say here at nitro high school thank you for listening